Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is Friday, February 9th. I'm in beautiful St. Petersburg, Florida, where Atlanta United is continuing its preseason. It's going to play a match on Saturday against Tampa Bay at Al Lang Stadium. On Wednesday, Atlanta United defeated Montreal 2-1 in a game that, in the first half, Atlanta United dominated. It was an impressive performance, and we're going to hear more about that in this podcast from Gonzalo Pineda, Caleb Wiley, Bartosz Schleich, talking about both the Montreal win and what's coming up tomorrow against Tampa Bay. I'm going to answer your questions about Atlanta United and Major League Soccer. As always, I want to remind you that you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope that you'll consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We have a special offer going on right now that you're going to hear about in just a little bit. But we're going to uh, keep providing all sorts of excellent sports coverage for not just Atlanta United, but for the World Cup, for the She Believes Cup, for the Copa America, all the soccer events that are coming to the city, in addition to United States Soccer Federation moving its headquarters from Chicago to Atlanta and building its first ever national training center. So I hope that you'll subscribe so you can get all your updates on that. If this is your first time listening to us, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Just want to remind you again that Atlanta United will play Tampa Bay at 3 p.m. tomorrow at Al Lang Stadium here in beautiful St. Petersburg. I'll have a game story up, probably typing it from an Uber as I book it to get to the airport to make my 720 Delta flight to get back home because it's always nice to be home. But I'll tell you this, if you've never been to downtown St. Petersburg, it is a lovely, lovely little city. Lots of cool restaurants, lots of cool museums bars. Uh, it's a great walking city. The weather right now is absolutely perfect. If you've never said, hey, let's take a long weekend somewhere, St. Petersburg, if the weather's good, might be a place to go. And no, the Chamber of Commerce is not paying me to say that. I don't know what I expected coming down here, but it's been absolutely beautiful. So we're going to start with the audio from after Wednesday's 2-1 to victory against Montreal. going to start with Caleb Wiley, who's missed a good bit of this preseason with a shoulder injury that actually occurred on the field at Lang when the United States uh, was playing River Plate, getting ready for some of its matches. But uh, Wiley got to play against Montreal, looked fantastic. So I was curious how it felt to be back out there. Felt good to be back out there. Yeah. Um, to be around this team is always uh, an amazing feeling. So um, to get back on the field, 
um, was, uh, was nice. Was there anything that you were trying to focus on in the 30 minutes you were out there? Um, I mean, it's pretty much just getting my fitness back up. Um, and then just feeling healthy, feeling, you know, confident in my play, kind of getting adjusted, adapting to the new, you know, things that we've been working on the past few weeks and preseason. Um, but not, not much has changed, you know, from last year. So I kind of have an idea of it. Um, but yeah, kind of just getting back into it all. Yeah. Did you feel like you performed well? Did you feel confident? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, I felt um, really good out there. Um, I mean, you can tell from, you know, I like, you know, having Derek, who's on the back line, you know, talking with me. Yeah. I'm talking to Sean Day. Everyone's communicating to each other, um, trying to make it a bit more loud on the field. Yeah, yeah, I can um, hear it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, you know, to, to make sure that everyone's on the same page, and it really helps. And then fitness-wise, I was curious how he is uh, compared to his teammates. He did have the preseason with the U.S. Uh, under-20s, or I'm sorry, the U.S. men's national team. Um, so then here's his answer. I think the 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 thing that kind of set me back was the injury. Right. Um, so I had to have some time off. Um, but while I was away with the national team, I was, I probably, you know, I was thankfully, you know, got some good fitness in. So, um, but like I said, with the injury, I took a few couple of weeks off, which right. caused me to kind of drop back the fitness okay. and now I'm ramping it back up. The format for tomorrow's scrimmage, it's going to be two 45 or friendly. It's going to be two 45 minute halves. And Pineda said he's going to try to get most of the starters to go 75 minutes. I don't know if Wally will be able to go 75 minutes. I don't know if Steon Gregerson, who is back, will be able to go 75 minutes, but we'll see tomorrow. Uh, the next to speak after the Montreal game was Bartok. And I was curious how his first couple of weeks have gone. I think it's uh, it's, it's pretty nice, and um, I feel much better than the beginning. It's it's normal that I, I need uh, a couple of weeks to adapt, and yeah, I think it's it's going very well. Uh, yeah, we have still two or three weeks to until the first game, so I think it will be it will be very good. Has there anything that's been easier than you expected it to be? Yeah. I expect it will be more difficult, but it's it's okay that because the team is very great and the stuff. So, yeah, I'm appreciate that uh, it's going very well. Um, yeah, so I think it's not not like not it's not so difficult like I, I thought it would be. One of the things that Pineda has talked about is the communication between Bartok and Tristan because they're going to kind of be dual sixes, but one can operate as an eight. Uh, depending upon the situation and just where the ball is and, and the flow of the game. So I was curious, how is this communication developing with Tristan? Um, it's a couple of weeks to, to, to understand each other better, but I think uh, it's it's much better than on the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's a it, it matter of time, so so yeah. Mm, I think we, we, um, we understand each other uh, okay. I think that uh, we need more time to, to understand more. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, it's not bad because uh, Tristan and me, we are, let's say, that uh, experienced players. We are yeah. not so young. So, yeah, it's not so so difficult to, to understand. Right. Now we're going to go to Gonzalo Pineda. Talking first about Montreal, I wanted to know what he was trying to, to look for from the scrimmage. What were the areas of focus? Well, progress. We talk about that with the players. The objective was progress on the things we've been working. Again, we're working almost everything at the same time, like attacking, defending, uh, and some of the principles on how we want to press this this year, how we want to attack. And I think it it was evident that there there was progress in in both. Uh, And 
What I'm more happy is that it was in both groups. Uh, the last game, it was more the second group rather than the first one. This one, both groups were very, very similar in terms of performance. So very happy. I see the progression, winning. I mean, they yeah. said like it's not important in preseason. It's important for us because uh, we get the habit of winning, winning, winning. And yeah, it was a good, good performance. And Montreal had a couple of chances at the end of the game to yeah. tie it up and y'all kept them out. Yeah, a couple of individual mistakes that we made. Uh, of course, we couldn't get a clean sheet in the second group. But uh, I think overall, we had the control of the game overall. Uh, I think there were just a few mistakes that we did. Uh, and, and, but we have also many, many clear chances too. When you watch Montreal play, you're reminded very much of Columbus. Of course, Montreal's new coach was an assistant uh, at Columbus, uh, or he coached the twos, I believe. Um, I wanted to know from Pineda, what kind of challenge do they present? Montreal, I think they're going to do very well in the season. They are a very good team. Uh, and they like to press high. They have fast players in attack. Uh, they were playing a very aggressive back line of five. Uh, so, yeah, there were many challenges uh, in, in the way they, they were playing, the rotation in the midfield with the 10 or double tens that they were playing in the pockets. Uh, there were a few moments where they broke as well. So we need to check on those clips. Uh, so, yeah, it was a very good opponent. Also curious, how did he like the combination of Artuk playing with Tristan? Another big, big jump in terms of improvement, the cohesion, the way they interchange positions, the way they were uh, rotating and looking for each other in those passing channels uh, to attract and then release the pressure, I think was very good. And also defensively, I think both had a very good game defensively. Uh, Bartek was outstanding in those duels, winning some duels from behind and back pressing. Uh, so yeah, uh, very happy with that with that pair combined. And then lastly, Matias Gallardo has he's going to play with the twos this season. He joined the twos last season. You're going to see a story about him in the Sunday paper. But I wanted to know from Pineda, what has he seen from Matias in the preseason? Well, he's been uh, he's been a player. He's been uh, for a while in the system with the twos. Mostly, whenever we need something, he he's been very uh, uh, always available and always showing well in our training sessions with the with the first team last year. Uh, this year, you saw that he played out of the last minute call um, uh, that, that we had against Memphis and he did very well. So I think he earned the opportunity. He's a talented number 10. Uh, of course, he doesn't know all the nuances in that position in my system and, and how we like the number 10 to operate. So uh, of course, you allow in that position to have some freedom to, to, to be creative, right? So it's not that rigid for him. But it, of course, he has to follow certain principles on how to move and which spaces and pockets to occupy. And uh, he has to progress on that. And then, of course, as all the attacking players, the final product, right? Yeah. You need goals and assists from that position. And that's where we'll see if he's able to, to produce that. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. 
And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This podcast is part of the mission of the AJC to be the most essential and engaging source of news for the people of Atlanta, of Georgia, and the South. Stay up to date every day on breaking news, in-depth investigations, politics, sports, entertainment, food and dining, and so much more by becoming a subscriber to the AJC. Go to AJC.com slash start. That's AJC.com slash start for a very special offer and unlock hundreds of original articles published daily on the refurbished AJC.com and the new AJC mobile app. Plus, you get access to our news alerts, our subscriber-only events, our original shows, our films and videos, our newsletters, and so much more. That's AJC.com slash start. If you haven't looked at our app in the past couple of weeks, it's redesigned, as I said. It's really sharp. It's really easy to navigate. I'm enjoying it a great deal. The e-paper, again, the same thing. I read it on my iPad every day. I enjoy the different elements that we're able to incorporate uh, digitally such as links to podcasts and things like that. I hope you'll check it out. That's AJC.com slash start. The mailbag number, we didn't get any calls, but that number again is 404-526-AJCP. That's 404-526-2527. We're going to get into the mailbag. We're going to start with Jonathan. He says he really enjoyed my story about the team's young center backs. That's Ephraim Morales and Noah Cobb. And he says, and I believe several of our young players have looked good this preseason. It's exciting. Jonathan says, which young player, not named Caleb or Tyler, do you believe will have the biggest impact on the team this season? I'll enjoy my coffee and listen. Well, the thing about Atlanta United right now is it's not a young team. It's a team that has a lot of players in their prime, that 23 to 28 range. And there's a few on the upper end who are a little bit older, Raguzan, Dex McCarty, a little bit on the younger, Tyler Wolf, Noah Cobb, Ephraim Morales. Those guys. So of young players not named Caleb or Tyler, I guess it depends on how you define a young player. Um, and since you didn't rule out Tiago, I'm going to say he's going to have the biggest impact on the team this season. Other than that, it'll be Caleb or Tyler. Um, Luke Brennan will likely get loaned back to the twos because he needs playing time. Cobb probably will come, kind of go back and forth a little bit, I think, because they have Derek Williams, they have – Abram, they have Steen Gregerson, and Cobb needs to continue to get playing time. Tyler Wolf showed himself to be a very capable player last season. Jay Fortune, I thought, really came on at the end of the year, but he's got a lot of competition ahead of him. Another good player, Firmino, it's going to be tough to get minutes um, by, with Tiago Almada in front of him. And, and Firmino, he's 25, so I'm not sure you would call him a young player. But that's a good question, Jonathan. Ben and Cherry, friends of the podcast, say I enjoy. I also enjoyed the profile of the team's young center backs. So far this preseason, the play of the youngsters has been at least as exciting as the senior squad. A couple of weeks ago, Ben and Cherry say that I said Atlanta starting 11 was as good as any team in the league, but I wasn't sure about the depth. That is true. Are you feeling better about the bench now? Uh, I, you know. 
when you come off the bench, you have to be impactful one way or the other on offense or defense. You've got to make a difference. Otherwise, what's the point? There's guys on the team last year who showed they could come off the bench and score. Tyler Wolf, Erdogan Mosquera. It's more when we get into the international break or the yeah the international FIFA mandated breaks, and you've got the young players coming in, uh, in large groups. That's where I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Ben and Sherry continue. You recently predicted that Tyler Wolf had the best chance among the youngsters to see significant playing time in the regular season. When the preseason is over, I'd love to hear you revisit that question, especially as to Armas, Cobb, and Firmino. Armas is on the twos. He's not coming up. I just told you what I think about Cobb. Uh, Firmino, as I just said, it's going to be tough to get minutes uh, with Tiago on the pitch. And then they end. Finally, you said recently you wanted to know if we want to hear about other leagues' teams on the podcast. Speaking for myself, this preseason has piqued my interest in following these kids if they're playing for Atlanta United too. Record you could give us an update on the twos semi-regularly during the season. If y'all ask the questions, I will try to get the answers. So, yes. Friend of the podcast, Nick, says, Last year, I believed I asked you to make a way-too-early Eastern Conference playoff prediction. Now I ask again. Could you make a way too early Eastern Conference playoff prediction? I can. I don't know if I want to. Uh, as long as there's nothing riding on this. So let's go. Um, it's almost easier to tell you who I don't think is going to make the playoffs. Toronto, I don't think is going to make the playoffs. Red Bulls, I don't think are going to make the playoffs. DC, I don't think you're going to make the playoffs. How many is that? DC, Red Bulls. Who else did I say? Toronto, that's three. Um, NYCFC is four. I don't see them really doing enough to to get over the hump. Um, and so I need to pick two more, don't I? I don't want to say Montreal. But I'm going to include Montreal. So we got so far five of the seven that didn't make it last year. And we're going to say Charlotte. Charlotte is going to be the seventh. So the other teams will make the playoffs. You didn't ask me for what order. So there. Those are the, the rest of the teams are the ones that are going to make the playoffs. Glenn says, we all know about the defensive problems and the soft goals that have to be fixed this year. And I think given our new signings, those problems will be addressed. But the other thing I'd like to see improve this year, and you've mentioned it many times, is our transition play. I'm not saying we need to be a counterattacking team per se, but we used to be so much more lethal on the counter, and that's something I'm really hoping improves this year. What are your thoughts? I agree with you. I mean, Atlanta United is still going to try to be a ball possession, control the clock, control the pace team, but that doesn't mean that if they create turnovers in their third if they win uh, the first or second ball on opponents' corner kicks or free kicks, that they can't get on their horse and get down the field. And I think you're likely going to see a lot more of that this year. You've got some guys in in Bartuk who can pick that pass, Miyamba who can pick that pass. you got fast guys on the wing in Saba and Shande who can get down the field from their defensive positions. Yurgo's a great hold-up guy. He's capable of hitting that one-touch pass to guys into space. So I think you might see a little bit more of it this year. 
And Glenn says, when covering the team on the road, which city has the best coffee? Well, it would be hard not to say Seattle. So I'm going to say Seattle. Love that city. Ahmed asks, this is his, I think, second consecutive podcast with a question or two out of three. Assuming Atlanta United has the GAM space, could they, in theory, buy down Saba to be a TAM player and bring in another young DP in this transfer window to be the Almada replacement? Yeah, we've covered this many, many times, Ahmed, both in the paper and on the podcast. They can buy down Saba. They don't have to do anything yet. Um, they don't have to do anything until the roster compliance date. They really don't have to do anything until they decide if they're going to buy a player. I don't think they're going to go out and spend the money now on a player who's not going to play a whole lot. So we just have to wait till the summer window. Ahmed continues, I know they must be roster compliant before the start of the season, but can they still bring in players until April, May? I assume they bring in a young DP because they still have three under 22 players. Um, Okay, now I understand what you're saying, Ahmed. They can, except the other transfer windows have closed, so I have to go back and research about if they can bring in players from other leagues. I think they can, but they couldn't play until the summer window opens up, I believe is right. And again, they're not going to bring in another player um, if they know they're not going to play. And right now, I don't know who would be replaced in the starting eleven. But that's an interesting thought I met about doing that. I just don't think it's going to happen just yet. Dave says, is this our question of the week? No, it's not. Dave says, no, no, it's not. <laughs> Premature. I got Matt with that one. Sorry about that, Matt. Dave says, thanks for the outstanding podcast as always. Where can I find out more information about putting grass in Mercedes-Benz Stadium for the World Cup? Please use this opportunity to encourage listeners to subscribe to the AJC and support the wonderful local coverage you provide every day. Dave says this knowing that I'm about to take, if I had a fork here and jam it into my head, because it's a question I get all the time and I've written about it. I don't know how many times and I've said it. I don't know how many times. So I appreciate the humor, Dave. I appreciate the push. That is as always. AJC.com slash start. You can Google my name, Grass, and Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and you'll get a few stories and all the information you want to know. Benedict says, thanks so much for answering my question on your podcast. It's the first time I've ever submitted a question to one before. Fingers crossed that Atlanta does get to host the USMNT in one of the knockout games of the World Cup, or at least we might get a tune-up before the tournament begins. Well, Benedict, keep those questions coming, and we will see about the U.S. Now, Jason has our question of the week. There we go. Again, that one's on me, Matt. Jason says, I would like to thank you for your in-depth and honest coverage of Atlanta United. Well, that's the job, and I appreciate your compliments. You always tell us the way it is, however brutal, like the fact we cannot get World Cup tickets for being founding members. Quick question, can I get World Cup tickets being a founding member of Austin FC2? Let me guess the answer. I think you know the answer, Jason. He continues, thank you for sharing your lifelong history of soccer with us on the last podcast. I didn't realize you played as a kid. I truly believe that's why I like this podcast. You make it feel familiar and welcoming. Well, those are very kind words, man. Thank you. Coffee sip as I tend to ramble on. I see how Garth is starting to change the direction of the team, getting solid starters from Europe as well as South America. Again, that's not Garth. That is Carlos. Now, it may be Garth's desire 
which Carlos fulfills, but Carlos is the one finding and bringing in those players. He continues, and maybe steering slightly away from getting young talent that we can sell on in two to three years. I do believe that teams like Philly and Dallas are onto something with their youth development. I think this could be especially beneficial to us coming off the bench with players like Noah Cobb and Tyler Wolf. How big is Atlanta United's recruiting area? Can we br- <clears throat> can we bring in players from other states? For instance, Nick Firmino, he's homegrown, correct? No, he's not. He was actually a New England homegrown player and didn't get a contract and came to Atlanta United 2 and worked his way to a first-team contract. I did not think he was from Atlanta. Can we sign young players to our MLS next pro side, then sign them as homegrowns later? Uh, you can't. Well, you can, but it typically goes the other way. You sign them as homegrowns, and then as part of that, they sign a contract with Atlanta United 2 first. So they usually announce, okay, this guy's going to be a homegrown starting in 2025. This year, he's signing with Atlanta United, too. That's typically how that works. How many homegrown players are we allowed to sign per year? As many as a team wants, as long as it doesn't sign over the amount of available spaces they have remaining. He says, I'll hang up now and listen to your answer. Although I have called in, I actually do not have your number in my phone. Three demerits. I, what? How can you not have the number, Jason? It is. 404-526-AJCP. That's 404-526-2527. It's easy to use. It's probably easier than sending in an email. So put it in your phones. If you don't, just, I I don't know what to tell you. But it's 404-526-AJCP. Again, I hope that you'll subscribe to the paper. I hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast. I hope you'll tell your friends about the show. Please rate us on Spotify and Apple. It helps us grow the podcast. We'll come back. I don't know when we're going to come back next week. Uh, Maybe Friday. The next match uh, against, uh, I think it's Sporting Kansas City, is closed to all media. So I'm flying back to Atlanta Saturday night, along with several other Atlanta United people um, who actually work for the team. And I'm going to spend a lot of next week working on the season preview stuff. We're going to, I think, roll that out a little bit each day ahead of that Columbus game. I'm going to have what I think has the potential, if I don't mess it up, to be a really fantastic season preview story focused on Atlanta United winning now, Gonzalo Pineda's contract situation, and just why this team is going to be a little bit different than teams from the past years who have had the talent but haven't been able to win trophies. So I hope you'll consider subscribing so that you can read that story as well as all the other elements we're going to have, and it's going to be a lot. As always, hug your loved ones, communicate with your loved ones, strive for awareness, be empathetic. Thanks for listening to Southern Fight Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.